Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. Episode 200 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Hallelujah. We made it, Jen. I love my favorite thing is just watching you with your phone by your microphone. Just <laughs> this is a high tech operation, guys. <laughs> Episode 200, guys. Yeah. 200 of these bad boys trying to entertain you, mm-hmm. encourage you, and equip you for ministry. I mean, guys, in celebration of 200 episodes, will you do us a favor? I ask you every week. Yeah. Would you please go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and a really nice review? Mm-hmm. It would be such a big help to us. Um, it's not our massive egos. That's not the reason I'm asking. It's, uh, you know, the algorithm is, is tricky and, yeah. you know, we're just a couple of Listen, like if you just if you go do it, we're going to stop asking you. Yeah, but, exactly. I mean, we're never going to stop asking, but it won't apply to you anymore when you hear well, us. Right, and we have like we have a lot of review. We have a lot of them, mm-hmm. six hundred fifty some or wow. whatever. But here's the deal: we have one hundred and eleven thousand followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So once we get to one hundred and eleven thousand reviews, I'll stop asking for like a week, and then we'll kick it up again. <laughs> <laughs> it's big, Yonce. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. It's so good to be here. Um, man, this is the highlight of my week. I don't know about you. Oh, man. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a good thing. Okay. I mean, okay. I'm I a part of it. I think that's, that's always true. good. That is true. It is always a good thing. <laughs> BT is a part of the day. That's <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we've got some great things in store today. For this episode, we're going to share some resources because we always want to help equip you for ministry. We are going to share some laughs the ever popular segment of prayer concerns. I always cannot wait for whatever uh, Brian's got on deck. I cannot wait. Um, got a special one today. Do you? For two for 200, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we're going to be sliding into the DMs. We had a DM come through about advice as to how to blend contemporary and traditional worship styles together. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think you're going to have a lot to say about that. I really do. I think Brian's going to be really, really short. Brian's going to be tackling that. Just don't do it. Don't uh, do it. <laughs> and then, and then we have um, something special, you know, we listen to these episodes every single week and, and everyone yeah. that we talk to, when we get to the pleasure of having an interview, we end every interview with that big room question. And mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I, sometimes I'll listen. I'm like, man, that was so good. And then I kind of move on with my life and forget a little bit about it. So we actually are going to be sharing some best of the big room questions that we've um, had the privilege of hearing over the last year or so. Um, so yeah, we're going to be doing that. So a lot of great things today. It's a celebration of humanity, it, guys. It is. It's <laughs> and before the celebration continues, I, or I sh- what I should say is let's continue the celebration okay. by telling you about our unbelievably incredible, amazing friends at Planning Center. Okay, fam, it's time to talk about Planning Center. So if you're a worship pastor, maybe you're thinking, I'm already using services. What are we doing talking about Planning Center? 
Okay, well, did you know that with services, you can also have free access to another incredibly powerful product called People? With People, you can create a volunteer pipeline to get new volunteers through their application process and then assign to a team. In People, you can create an online form to get new volunteers, a workflow to help you walk them step-by-step through the application and training process, and then automatically add them to services so you can get them scheduled. And that's just one way you can use People. So give it a try. Learn more at planningcenter.com pipeline. And remember, if your church is looking for tools to help with things like giving, small group chat, event signups, live streaming, and custom reporting, Planning Center has tools for that too. So let your church administrator know. Check out planningcenter.com. So Jennifer, <laughs> I have a question for you. 200 episodes. Yeah. So you've, you've been on now like 102 or yeah. something like yeah. whatever. Somewhere about there. What was your favorite one? Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's impossible to answer. And we expect details. <laughs> that is That is absolutely impossible. So many of them have been just an absolute blast. I mean, I love anytime we get to do a live podcast and be in a room with people. Usually too, if we're doing a live one, we're together. So then we're in a room together, um, which most of our lives is not (laughs) not spent that way. Uh, I don't, I mean, a few highlights. I feel like recently there's just been some real fire. Mm -hmm. Cody Carnes, Ian Simpkins. uh, I mean, there's been, John Cassetto, there's been a few in the recent months that have just been absolute fire. But I can't pick just one. Well, I can't. It's hard. Can you? It's difficult. No. Okay. I was just say, <laughs> come on, you can't either. <laughs> but but I agree with you. I mean, we've 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 really been blessed from the very beginning. Yeah. Um. You know, back in the beginning, we used to do what we called the Frank Five, which mm-hmm. was we wanted them to be as open and honest and frank as possible. And the big room was the last one of the Frank Five, and so. We've been asking that question a really, really long time. I'm really excited to hear what we're sharing today. Yeah. Um, but man, there's so many memorable moments. I mean, like I'm, we get the honor of, you know, Zooming with p- these people who have been, um, you know, inspirational in our lives. Uh, you know, certainly I, I think about, you know, sitting a, on, on a Zoom with Paul Balash, uh, which was just, I can honestly tell you, uh, God used his ministry and his songwriting. I would not be in the game probably mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the song Hosanna. Yeah. And I've told that story on here. I, I mean, I think about that and that's been way, way back. Um, um, and I do think about, you know, some stuff that sticks out like the Stephen Curtis Chapman yeah. one that we just did. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, and we've got some in the bank. We just sat down with CC Winans recently. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love, what's my favorite one? The next one. Yeah. Yeah. It's always the next, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm really, uh, I'm just honored that we are still doing this. We still get to do it. We're, it's a blast. We're going from glory to glory. <laughs> from glory to glory. <laughs> from glory to glory. <laughs> um, hey guys, a couple of things to tell you about. Um, the Overflow Worship Leaders Startup Toolkit. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Yeah. And if you're newly positioned in leadership, it's for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's absolutely for you. We're going to talk about building a firm foundation. There's six modules. It's a at your own pace, like video course. Um, I'm involved teaching. Andrea Olson, our friend from Overflow, is involved. Um, and it, I, I hope you'll uh, click the link in our bio. It's just to save my seat. Right. Let them know you're you're interested. Um, 
we've also started a, uh, a Facebook community group. Um, just look for, uh, I don't know how you find it, the worship leader probs community or something like that. I, uh, we, we shared it on the, fa- our regular Facebook page, but this is going to be a place where, um, we're going to do a little more deep dive discussion type stuff and it's a private group. So, uh, but you're all invited. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, so join us in there. Uh, last but not least, Jennifer. Yeah. Where will we be on October the 18th? We're going to be in Nashville, Tennessee at the Devil Wards. The yeah, Devil right. Wards, man. Rocky Top, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm still, I'm still We're stressed be at about a what to house wear. Eating waffles and greasy bacon and all kinds of stuff, man. Oh, man, I hadn't even thought of that. Have you planned out where yeah. we're eating yet? Because that's usually I haven't the yet, first. But I'm going to. Okay, that's usually um, the first thing that you do. Absolutely, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. We're going to be your humble host. Will be on the red carpet. We'll be in the press room, like doing one-on-one interviews with people and mm-hmm. we're super honored and we can't wait. We're uh, going to be sharing <laughs> that content. Absolutely. With man. Our, it's, we, our fam. We'll be doing some lives from there and we've got a, cam- we're taking a cameraman. Yeah. Okay. How about that? We got to up our game because you and I are so used to just zooming and hey. <laughs> right. comfort of our home. <laughs> Have you gotten your like fancy gown yet or? No. No, I'm not going that route. I think that's you're not. No, okay. No, I think okay. that might be too much. But I, yeah, I still don't know what I'm going to wear. Yeah, I'm stressed. I'm stressed. Okay. <laughs> well, it'd be kind of fun if we're on the red carpet and like McClarney's walking the red carpet. That would be fun because we, we know we him, so we could heckle stuff him. At him. Right, exactly. We could heckle him. Exactly. Oh, and and we will. Oh, we will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trust us, we're not going to disappoint you guys. We're still us. We're still us. <laughs> we're still us. <laughs> it's going to be the exactly. one and only time we get invited. <laughs> We are still us. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, man. Well, Brian, do you know what time it? I think it is. What time is it? I think it is time for Prayer Concerns. Prayer Concerns is brought to you by our friends at Five Words Media. They're the amazing people that bring you free church AV. Five Words Media is also the official AVL integrator of Worship Leader Props. Now, if your church is planning an upgrade to your production gear or maybe have a new building in the works, start with a call or an email to the team at Five Words Media. They're the best in the biz, and they will do an incredible job of finding the right gear to help your church realize their vision of making a greater impact for the kingdom. Just consider them as an extension of your church production team, and they'll focus on the five words that clients experience with every project they do. Those five words are see, hear, feel, design, and build. Just click the link in our bio and then click on the link for Five Words Media to get started today. So prayer concerns, guys, you know, we've got different versions of prayer concerns. The the OG normal garden variety prayer concern is just getting roasted, getting roasted by your congregation. Okay. And then we do one that's ridiculous declines. Today we're doing, I, it might be my new favorite. It's unusual song requests. So, you know, our, our congregations, our teams, like they're always coming up with these. I've shared this on here before. My unusual song request is somebody requested the circle of life from the lion King. Yeah. That's a true story. In service. How did they want it? I'm, I'm very curious. 
It, we didn't really get that far because okay. I think I, I think I did start laughing because I thought they were joking, and then I realized they were not joking. Um, so uh, yeah, so we're going the uh, uh, prayer concerns, unusual song request. So if you have an unusual song request, or if you have a ridiculous decline, your your one of your team members declines for an anime rodeo theme vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you have the OG prayer concern, just click on the prayer concerns tab at worshipleaderprobs.com and send them to us. And uh, you might uh, you might hear them on the podcast. We'll never share your name or your church's name. So let's dive right in. This is prayer concern number one, unusual song requests. I had a girl in youth group request our band to play Praying by Kesha. Oh, oh I think it's Kesha. I, is that how you say I it, think, Kesha? I think it's Kesha. <laughs> I, and I was like, um, I don't think that song is about what you think it's right? about. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, just because you see a word in the title does not mean that's where it's headed. Um, <laughs> right? That's not the first. I don't think yeah. that's the first uh, name I'm going to need your help with. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Because some I, of these I, I I'm not I always know. up on the on the hip lingo, though. You, you usually are more in tune with what the kids are saying these days. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I try. I yeah. try to be yeah. totes totes in touch. Uh, okay. Number two, prayer, prayer concern. Number two, unusual song request. Someone at our church sing love me tender during a Valentine's service. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> that's so awkward. <laughs> wow. Oh okay. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Were they also reading from like song of songs in that service too? Cause that's, that would be the icing on that cake. Right there. <laughs> Little Luther yeah. playing in the background. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. Number three, prayer concern. Number three, unusual song request. I led our youth band in high school and a younger girl came up to me and requested, take me to church by Hozier. Okay. Again, not Is that how you say it. I don't know. I, I, I know the song. I don't know the name. Ashlyn's going to be so disappointed. How's it spelled? H O Z I E R. That's how I would pronounce Hozier. 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 <laughs> What's more funny is the two of us not knowing how to say the name. Oh man, we're 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 embarrassing ourselves right now. We are embarrassing (laughs) ourselves. Okay, number four, prayer concern number four, unusual song request. We once had to do every breath you take, you know, the stalker song. Yes. Yeah. I'll be watching you. Oh my gosh. By the police. Oh wow. What was the context? That's what I want to know. What was the context? Oh my goodness. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. The last one, the bottom of the pudding cup prayer concern. Number five, unusual song request. The greatest love of all by Whitney Houston. (laughs) Cause you know, we are benefactors of the greatest love of all. Wow. It's just amazing the way some people think. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so incredible. Oh guys. So keep them coming. Uh, OG prayer concerns, just the roast from your congregation, uh, ridiculous declines from your team and unusual song requests. Keep them coming. Thanks for sending those in. Click on the prayer concerns tab at worshipleaderprobs.com. Let's jump into the next segment of the podcast. We call it sliding into the DMs. (laughs) 
Sliding into the DMs is brought to you by Marshall Electronics. For over 40 years, Marshall has been designing high-quality video cameras and equipment for live productions of all sizes. Marshall has been a sponsor of Free Church AV since the very beginning, and they continue to support the mission. Marshall is well-known for its miniature CV500 series cameras that offer excellent video quality in a very small package. Mount them over a drum kit or a keyboard or a mic stand. You can put them almost anywhere you need to add an interesting perspective to your church or live event, all at an extremely affordable price. The new miniature CV566 camera can be seen on this season's install of Free Church AV, featuring the latest in Sony sensor technology with easy setup and operation. Go check out the Marshall family of cameras at the link in our bio. So DMs are always open. Guys, you got a quest, Questy? Send it in to us. And to the lady who is upset that I used the word Questy, just deal with it. Man. Really? It's here, it's here to stay. Yeah. Oh yeah, we get DMs about it. Oh my gosh. Um, so it's gonna it's gonna happen. Yeah. It's just gonna keep happening. I can't turn it we off. We can't change who you are. Exactly. We just can't. Look, guys, I'm repulsed by it every single day. I have to walk around like this. <laughs> Um, but the DMs are always open. Uh, so send, send us your, your questies. Um, uh, today we have one, uh, that's a little more on the practical side mm-hmm. advice for blending contemporary and traditional worship styles. Yeah. yeah. We had this one on the docket last week, but we didn't get around to it. So we're going to tackle it today. Yeah. So Jen, have you ever been you in a situation have more wisdom to offer I, in the interest <laughs> in the interest of you know you have more wisdom than I do I'm going to go ahead oh, and man. defer to you and let you go first I think anybody who listens knows that not to be true <laughs> but let me let me I can kick things off okay. I, here's what I would say uh the the slippery slope of of combining the two is that you won't make anyone happy yeah the traditional people will still be mad because there's not enough traditional. Mm-hmm. The contemporary people will be upset because things, because you're singing a bunch of hymns in your service. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say doing it uh, gently, prayerfully. Um, you want to make sure it's done with excellence. Um, and again, we we say this all the time on here, point to the why. Yeah. Why, mm-hmm. I guess, that's where you should start. Why are we doing this? Mm. Um, well, if you're in a congregation with um, a really wide age representation, um, it's going to be important. I mean, look, we talked about this the other week. Uh, we had a DM. Why does it seem like so many worship leaders dislike hymns? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think where we came down is we don't dislike them. Um, what we dislike is uh, the pressure of somebody saying it's not worship unless it looks like this. Uh-huh. So um, combining traditional and contemporary, I think there are, um, man, point to the why, I guess <laughs> that's yeah. the best, the best advice I have point to the why, you know, um, I, 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 I would often say I was in a church where we, we did uh, a blended worship style um, not my last church, but this was what, one of my first, one of my early churches. And, um, you know, we did, we did blended and we, we just tried to do it all as well as we could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, occasionally we would, uh, stylize a hymn, you know, maybe we would, 
uh, kind of update it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we would also do them straight, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I think, you know, the, the variety, uh, can, I, I think it can end up being appealing to people if it's done the right way, but you have to know your congregation and make sure they understand why, you know, if you've got people pulling you aside, why aren't we doing this? Whatever, fill in the blank, whatever the style it is. Um, I would say, you know, this is our leadership's decision for where we're headed. Um, this is what we think gives us the best opportunity to, to, to grow the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To help as many people as possible take a step closer to Jesus. Yeah, that's really good. Something that could be fun to try too. I, you know, I'm a big fan of mashups. And yeah, I, th- I think yeah. that even taking, you know, a portion of something traditional and then bringing in something that's a little bit more modern or contemporary and making those like two songs kind of marry each other thematically, mm-hmm. that could be really good to help maybe some of the older generation go, oh, just because stylistically I don't necessarily like the new stuff we're still singing the same themes. We're still worshiping yeah. the Lord, you know? And then on the flip side, it can cause maybe a younger generation to have an appreciation for some of the more traditional songs. You know, we've talked about this before. My knowledge of hymns is not very deep. I know the hits. So, <laughs> but I will say I have grown in appreciation to them when we started kind of to mix them with, you know, more contemporary songs that I've been raised with that I know better. I actually have started to go, oh man, this hymn, would be a beautiful way to end and come out of this song, you know, which is probably mm-hmm. not a way I would have thought before. So maybe even mm-hmm. getting kind of creative and going, okay, how can we marry these two together in a way and present them together rather than them looking like opposing forces that we're throwing into one set to try and make everybody happy. Yeah. Let's let's marry them together, mix them together, and maybe everybody can develop a, an appreciation for the heart and the spirit behind it. Yeah. And I will say that's great. First of all, that's a really, really great strategy. Um, just like there are some not amazing contemporary songs. Yeah. There are some hymns that are, that would fall in that category as well. And, you know, some of them are maybe not as singable as others. Mm -hmm. Some of them are, um, difficult to, to package, you know, so plan creatively, you know, I was Mm -hmm. in a Christian church and we did communion every week. And so Um, you know, I would usually play old songs while the people were taking communion because Mm -hmm. I'm old and I've been around a long time. It was not uncommon for my pastor to be, uh, kind of moved by the fact that I was playing, you know, one of the ones that always got him was as the deer. He loves that song. And so he would, he would just slip up and kind of spontaneously say, Hey, let's sing that. Like Mm -hmm. you can create moments like that. And you can make them look spontaneous, even though they may not be spontaneous. It could be like a planned spontaneity, you know, to, uh, you know, package, you know, creating space for that to happen. If it's a hymn, that's a little harder to package, you know, because of the, the tempo or the rhythm or, or whatever. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are some really nice, uh, you know, what is it? Cornerstone, uh, uh, the Hillsong Cornerstone, which isn't brand new, but that's, you know, the solid rock, you know, basically, or like Jen said, you know, find a a hymn about the name of Jesus. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of great ones, um, and tag it with the bridge of what a beautiful name, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's so many ways, uh, to do this. And maybe it's not even, uh, him, you know, we used to have, when I first started, there were songs that we kind of labeled, they weren't really hymns. They weren't really contemporary songs. They were like gospel songs, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. maybe some of the Gaither, like because he lives or, uh, 
something about that name. You know, there's lots mm-hmm. of lots of songs and there's lots of ways, like Jen said, to mash those things up yeah. um, so that you can connect yep. the dots, you yep. know, make your worship service a place where people connect and not a place where people disconnect. Mm-hmm. So good. See, I knew you'd have yeah. so much wisdom. So, <laughs> right. so much wisdom off. <laughs> yeah, here's the deal. If you're out there and you're doing that, you're doing uh, a blending of contemporary and traditional, send us a DM mm-hmm. or send us an email, info at worshipleaderprobs.com uh, and let us know what you're doing. Let us know how it's going. All right, we'd love to, to hear from you. Well, I'm really excited about this. Um, we're gonna go into the next segment of the podcast that is the best of the big room question. The best of the big room question is brought to you by Hollyland Technology. Are you still using wired intercom for your team's communication or are you hesitant to invest in overpriced wireless intercom systems? If that's the case, check out Hollyland Wireless Intercom. It's reliable, affordable, and super easy to use. And don't miss the chance to save $800 on the Hollyland SolidCom M1. Email sales at fivewordsmedia.com to get started. I knew you were going to ask this because I listened to your podcast and uh, <laughs> I thought to myself, I'm like, I don't know. I think I was ready to talk about Romans 12, one and two that, um, offer your bodies, living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. And then, um, I was thinking about Psalm 40, um, that, where, where it says I waited patiently for the Lord. Uh, mm-hmm. but as you were talking, I had this image Gosh, I think I'm going to go for this. If I had a room full of worship leaders, production people, people stewarding their lives for this thing called worship ministry, um, the picture that comes to my mind is uh, in Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah. I believe it's Jeremiah 17, um, where where he says, um, blessed are those who trust the Lord. They're like a tree planted by the water. Mm-hmm whose roots go down into the water, who don't worry about the heat, their leaves stay evergreen, mm-hmm. and they don't, get, they don't fear the drought because they're always bearing fruit. And when I think about that tree, that's who I want to be, and that's who I want my guitar players to be. That's who I hope my, my audio guys are. That's who I hope my gals that, that lead, that play, that, that do all the things. I would hope that's true of all of us. Because when I think of that tree, guys, I really think about, um, you know, roots that go deep near to the water. I mean, that's knowing God. That's not knowing music. We got to know our music. I assume we know the music. I assume we know the technical. But it means knowing God. It means knowing His Word. It means prioritizing Scripture over Netflix, prioritizing getting to know who, how to hear the voice of the Lord, not just talk about the voice of the Lord, asking the Lord to speak to us. It's, It's these roots that go deep with the hard conversations, like I said, saying sorry to people I've moved too quickly with or or was too short with. And I think about that, you know, their leaves are always green. They're evergreen. They don't change based on the culture, right? They don't mm. change based on, hey, this is cool. This is what they told me to do on TikTok. This is what the other church is doing. And so now I know we know who we are. Mm-hmm. Our identity is secure as a child of God. It, do, it doesn't. It's not rooted in what I wear or what deal I get or don't get. And then that last one um, about bearing fruit in every season. Wow, may it be so. Mm-hmm. And and I think we have to redefine the fruit because I mean we know the fruit, right? 
love, joy, peace, patience, self-control, kindness, goodness. Like that's the fruit. I think we think the fruit, guys, has to be something different. The fruit isn't always just a great, flawless service. The fruit isn't the best mix always. The fruit isn't, I just wrote the new killer song. There, there's something crazy. There's thousands of, of new worship songs being released every single month here. Mm-hmm. That's, praise God. I love that. I mm-hmm. celebrate that. But our fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, mm-hmm. kindness, goodness, mm-hmm. self-control. Like, and, and so that's, I guess, what I would, would hope for or would, would want to encourage people is how do we reflect that tree? Mm-hmm. How do we reflect being deeply rooted, staying evergreen, and um, bearing fruit in every season? You know, here's, here's what I say. I start, with a, I start with another story. So there's a weird phenomenon in transition that happens. I don't know that I have a scientific name for it. But if you go back, like if I go back to like the last time I was on a platform at a church before we left, before we transitioned uh, to whatever was next. Like if you go back, I can tell you exactly what I'm thinking and feeling as I'm walking off the, the, the platform that last time. There's this weird phenomena that happens. Like if you would go to that church's Facebook page the next Sunday, uh, you would see they still have an online broadcast. Mm -hmm. And you would watch the team that you used to be a part of, the team that you used to lead, continue to serve and continue to do well. Now, here's why I say this, because I think each of us, where we're at, where we're at, like when we're there, um, we think of the ministry that we do as like paramount. And for us, it's like, man, what, what are they going to do when I leave? Or what, have, what would they do if I didn't do it? And th- here's the reality. This is the thing I don't have a scientific name for, but the reality is, is like the church, the ministry, the team, they will move on and they will do well mm-hmm. because Jesus is the one that builds his church, Come on. right? right. Yeah. That's, yep. The, yep. that's the reality. Here's why this is important, and this is actually what I'd want to say then to that group of leaders. With that in mind, I think so many leaders, uh, worship leaders, production leaders, um, they, they are hiding behind workaholism, uh, because investment in ministry is noble, and it is, and the need always outpaces the resource, it does, mm-hmm. and that gives mm-hmm. us really good reasons to hide our sin, to hide our struggle, to hide our deficits, because we think, but if I'm not here, if I'm not leading, if I'm not at that event, if I'm not the one carrying this ball down the field, what's going to happen to this ministry? What's going to happen to this church? And so, um, interestingly enough, like workaholism is one of, like, it's idolatry, and it's one of the forms of idolatry that is actually celebrated, especially in the American church. And it's, it's encouraged. Like, we, we tell the guy that works the corporate job, or, or the lady that works the corporate job, like you should be home, have dinner with your kids, be there on the weekends. 
you know, you should prioritize your family. And, and then we tell the, the staff pastor, well, you can't actually go trick-or-treating with your kids because you need to make sure that everybody else's kids have an opportunity to trick-or-treat at the fall festival. Like, yeah. you, you can't be at the, the game because we need you to be at church 51 weeks a year with no Sundays off. And then when those things happen, we go, yeah, wet, wow, like you're making an impact, you're making a difference. And I'm not saying that those things aren't valuable. Uh, but I'm saying what those things can do and that kind of culture can do is give us an excuse to not deal with our deficits in the name of ministry. And so we sacrifice ourselves, we sacrifice our families, we sacrifice our well-being on the altar of ministry. And I just don't think that God celebrates that the way that we celebrate it. Don't mistake your dream for your purpose. Um. Everyone, especially people who are serving in creative ministry, we have these big dreams about what God wants to do through our art, through our songs, through our gift. Um, but God does work through giving us dreams, but your dream was never meant to be your purpose. Um, your dream is one way you might be able to live out your purpose, but um, your purpose is something that you carry with you as a follower of, of Christ. Um, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's imaging God. It's loving people. It's, and so you can do that in any situation. And I think that gets back to the inner world. If we're cultivating our inner world and realizing we're, we're knowing God, we're centering our hearts around the purpose of knowing him and reflecting him and, and loving others the way he loves us, then we can see purpose in any situation. But I see just, and I've been there. I've been, like I said, like one of the chief offenders of this, I've spent so much of my life chasing what I thought was my purpose all the while neglecting the purpose that was right in front of me. And so that's, that's probably what I would say. I think I would encourage every person in that room to fight, to be most truthful and most authentic. Mm -hmm. Now I say that flying in the face of what the world is calling being real and being authentic and being like being, being true to yourself. Uh, truthful in terms of what the actual truth is. Sometimes we can come into a worship setting and forget the reason that we're there and forget why we are alive. And so some of us are like, I hate my life. I'm depressed. I want to, I think there's a deeper truth there, right? That, that is that we've been given breath and we've been created for a greater purpose. And we are, we've been created good works and that we are the workmanship of God, right? We're his handiwork and there's a deeper truth. And so I think um, I would, I would encourage everybody to fight for the deepest, truest truth, the actual truth about who God is, what he's done and why we're here. Um, the second thing is I would say, and do that and worship from a place of authenticity and not beat authenticity. And remember that our worship is not for these people. Although we are leading yeah. them, we are worshiping God. We are worshiping the mm -hmm. only true living, mm -hmm. actually mm -hmm. present here God. And he knows everything. And he knows if it's real or if it's not. Um, and I think that when we get to that place of authenticity, now everybody might not like it and that's okay too. I mean, you might not have your job next week, but we're going to, you know, that's a different issue. We're going to talk about that later. But I think that when you do authentically worship the Lord from the, from the realest place of truth, you're able to, uh, wisely because wisdom is included in that. I, I think you're able to wisely 
worship God and lead and love people um, in a place and in a way that doesn't alienate and it's just pure and holy. And I lastly, I want to say this. I want to give an example. I think we've seen people do some weird things in worship settings that were just strange and it didn't like, it just really didn't connect. And I think we know when people are being authentic that there can also be a super weird thing that happens, but it's actually connecting and it feels like, oh no, this is an actual um, moment. I think as you mature, you get, you get better at that. But then we've also seen the pastor come up who really can't sing or like the mother of the church, like maybe it was an old thing, really can't sing at all. And they're able to release a hymn or an old song or something that actually wrecks the room or a little kid who's six years old and they're not the best singer, but because they're singing and we're not just excited because they're cute. You know what I'm saying? But something that shifts because it's coming from a real and like true worship. Mm. I believe that true worship compels others to worship. And that is the point. It pulls us Mm. from performance to actual true worship. And I think that's what God desires. He doesn't just want the same old songs and the slides and the, and the light show. He really wants true. And if the songs and if the slides and if the light show come from an authentic place that honor him because of who he is. And I believe that we've done Mm -hmm. our job. Eugene Peterson has, has this quote that um, struck me years ago. um, And it's from his book, along obedience in the same direction. And, um, He says, one aspect of the world that I have found to be particularly dangerous to Christians is the assumption that anything worthwhile can be acquired at once. Mm -hmm. We assume if anything can be done at all, it can be done quickly and effective and efficiently. Mm -hmm. And so that struck me because I think human nature is... If, if it's going to be good for me, I can learn it in 24 hours. If it's yeah. going to be you know, a blessing to me, I can get it and snatch it and acquire it at once. And it's going to happen overnight. And if God called me to this, I'm going to see it manifested in you know, next week. And I, I love to be efficient. I am a three on the Enneagram. I like to check things off. I like to see progress. I like to mark things off a list. I like to multitask. Um, But I think now having been in ministry this long, raising kids of my own, um, I think some of my greatest joys and some of the greatest things I've seen God do in my life have taken years to to see any fruit from. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I was 20, um, and in college, I had this mentor, Lee McDermott, who was this worship pastor um, at a local church. And, um, and I would always drill him um, about wanting to be effective, wanting to grow and wanting to, um, you know, be the best I can be. And I'm, I'm a kid, but, I, you know, train me up. I want to I impact the world. I want to impact our city, at least. Um, and in my mind, me asking him to help me be effective equaled visibility. Mm -hmm. And I think what I was really asking and wanting was like, how can I get to your level of influence and visibility as quickly as possible? Mm -hmm. Um, And of course he was older than me. And of course he had seen more years in me and he was more experienced than me. And so 
his way of coaching me was by asking me to show up at the church office on a Tuesday um, and, and make copies of sheet music yeah. for the band to then go and rehearse Wednesday afternoon. And he asked me to set up the music stands and put the sheet music that I'd printed off at the church office, um, you know, on the stands and run cables and stay after practice when I'm not a part of this practice or a part of the yeah. band <laughs> um, and, and tear down their, their equipment. And, um, and I was like, huh, that's, that's interesting. I thought I asked you about being effective as a worship. <laughs> um, but man, I cannot tell you, you know, how valuable that was for me. And, um, and that's just obviously one, one small example, but I think for anyone out there, um, trusting, trusting seeds, trusting what you're sowing, um, understanding like the way to find your purpose and see your purpose unfold is to simply serve like whatever's right in front of you, whatever's in your hands right now, that is the way you will, you will see God's purpose for your life unfold time and time again. At least that's been my story. I believe that's rooted scripturally. Um, and I don't think there's any overnight success stories, but, um, just uh, stay planted, man. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of our God, Psalm 92. A couple of weeks ago, I was given the privilege to, to actually give the message at our church and was assigned. We were in a series in Ephesians, and I was assigned um, a, a portion of Ephesians that included Ephesians 5.1. And Ephesians 5.1 says, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you're his dear children. And so what I would say to that room full of people is I would say, be a child of God who imitates our father rather than impersonates him. Say that last part I'm again. Say it one more time. Yeah. Be a child of God. And I think this could apply to every worship leader, tech person, pastor. The passage of scripture says, imitate God, therefore, as dearly loved children. I think God would have all of us be children who imitate our father rather than impersonate him. And here's, I took a lot of time as part mm. of that message and I kind of dug into that. Um, impersonation is copying someone's voice or mannerisms to entertain or even to deceive. Mm. Imitation Oof. is copying Come the on. voice, mannerisms, or character of a person out of admiration impersonation wow. impersonation wow. is pretending to be another person imitation is sincerely attempting to be like that person come on following them as a model as an example and as a pattern impersonation wants you to think i sound or act like someone but imitation desires for you to think i am like that person impersonation is short-term imitation is long-term you simply observe someone to impersonate them, but you study someone to imitate them. Come on, come on. Impersonation requires an awareness of a person, just an awareness of them. Imitation requires a relationship. Mm. Impersonation, I'm going to say it, is fake. Mm. Imitation is sincere and real and genuine. Mm. Impersonation glorifies the impersonator. Imitation glorifies the one being impersonated or excuse me, imitated the one being imitated. 
Um, I get emotional talking about it because again, it's something God has done in mm. my life. And, but if my goal is to imitate God, if my goal is to be like Jesus, to be like God, then all else, everything else in my life flows out of that desire, flows out of that commitment. And if, so what God's been teaching me, what I want to share these people is that, so the goal for all of us is to be as much like the Lord as we can be, not checking boxes, not saying what the world would want us to say, which would be Scott Longer. You just need to be the best Scott Longer you can be. No, God is not calling us to be the best we we can be. He's calling us to be like him. Mm. And here's the great part. This is the part that I that I really feel strong, and I so want to be an encouragement to everyone who's listening. Here's the really great part. That is not something we do for him. That is something he does through us. Mm. It's not something that just happens. It's a process. No matter where you are in that process, it's called the fancy word for it is sanctification. You're born again. You become a child of God. And this is the process of over your lifetime, you become more like him. One of my favorite verses, Galatians 4, 6 says, and because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out Abba Father or Daddy. And so when that happens, then becoming like him is something that's happening to me, something I'm receiving, not merely copying. And as his dearly loved child, his love for me is what empowers me to imitate him. Man, I, I, uh, I think that question has been such a blessing to me personally. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful uh, for our listeners and how they dive in and for the guests and how they, they really thoughtfully answer that question. Mm -hmm. It's like drinking out of a fire hose. And when we do it, it this is. way though, it's like, get the it pen is. and paper, pause, pause, right, write it right. down, make some Sila. <laughs> My goodness. So it's good. so good. Yeah. 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 So loved good. it. I love it. Guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 200. 200, 200 man. of the wow. Worship Leader Props podcast. Man. Double deuces. Double deuces. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that would be 22. Sorry. <laughs> We're not good at this, Brian. <laughs> 200 in and we still are just... <clears throat> Still going strong. Still man. going strong, guys. <laughs> Remember to hit subscribe wherever it is that you um, get your podcast. That way you never have to go look for us. We just show up bright and early every Tuesday morning, ready for you to hit play. And uh, do us a favor, go on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us that five-star rating with a nice review. It just helps to uh, get the message of the podcast out in front of more people. And guys, thank you so much for following, for engaging, for going back and forth with us, for liking, sharing all of the content mm -hmm. on the socials. We really, really love interacting with you at Worship Leader Probs on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can even find us over on Twitter by searching that hashtag Worship Leader Probs. And again, guys, we're so grateful for our friends at Maven Media Productions. Uh, they're editing our podcast and producing all the videos you see and graphics, and they're just amazing people. And if your church or your business, your company, your ministry, whatever it is, if you need help with any of that, social media planning, uh, website, whatever it is, hit them up at mavenmediaproductions.com. They're amazing people. They love the Lord, and they will do a fantastic job for you, I promise. 
Thanks to Scott Hogue for our intro. Guys, thanks for listening to episode 200. Until next time, deuces. Smell you later. Smell you later.